0: joining me for the Plant Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Howie Jacobson. If you've got a cranky back or you've been staring at yourself in Zoom screens for long enough that you really don't like your posture, this conversation will be for you. And this is a great reminder for me as well. I've been doing a lot of sitting, a lot of writing, Today, I flew down to New Orleans to hang out with Josh and play in an Ultimate Frisbee tournament. I'm sitting in Josh's apartment right now recording this on the uh, crappy built-in microphone on my MacBook Air. And I've been paying attention since this conversation that I had yesterday to how I'm sitting, to how my back feels, to motions that I can do to make it feel better. And so this was a great reminder for me, and I hope will be a great reminder for you as well. So without further ado, Leon Turetsky, welcome to the Plant Yourself Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Did I say your name right?
1: Yeah. Leon Turetsky. Yeah. Uh-huh. Turetsky, like Gretzky. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I remember him. <laughs> so you got a, uh, a really, really useful YouTube channel, uh, it's Back, Back Intelligence. I guess it's backintelligence.com is the, the companion website. Um, tell, tell us about it just briefly. What's, what's the site and what's it for?
1: Yeah, so um, Back Intelligence is a, a company I started about four years ago. And uh, our main goal is to help people um, fix their postures from home as well as help them ease their back pains uh, using natural methods like uh, exercise, stretching, self massage, ergonomics education. Um, so we don't really deal with things that have to do with uh, surgery type of uh, information. We do talk about you know how surgeries actually don't work <laughs> that much, and the re- the research has shown that. Um, but so we kind of stay away from that and really focus on the natural treatments that someone from home can do. At, at, at any time on their own for their back pain and posture. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So now I think I, I think I read on the site that you have suffered from back pain in your life.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to. Uh, so I'm a professional ballroom dancer, and I uh, used to travel to all these dance competitions. And of course, some of the things that you do in, in when you're dancing is is not that great for your body. So it contorts your body, or you know, sometimes. Uh, You're putting yourself into these different positions that compromise your your back. Um, So, yeah, so I used to kind of, as we were traveling for competitions, I used to kind of try to figure out different ways that I can work on my pain on my own. So that's how I learned about self-massage tools that I used to use in hotels. And uh, I tried yoga. I tried different stretches to kind of relieve my pain in between competitions as I used to go. And uh, yeah, and then later on, I kind of eventually found out that, you know, I would keep good posture when I'm dancing, but then outside of dancing, I kind of forget about it and hmm. I just slouch, and, uh, which is uh, not good for you, <laughs> obviously. So, yeah, and that's how I got more and more into the back pain causes and what posture is all about. And that's later on why I started the company, Back Intelligence
0: mm so, you know, I I play sports and I hang out with people and, you know, I'm 57. And so pretty much everyone I know has back pain. And so and everyone's got a theory and everyone's got something that, oh, this worked for me. And, it you know, it feels like it's a very Wild West. Um, and I'm curious, you know, when you started like, oh, I did this, it worked you know, maybe it worked once, but it didn't work another time, or maybe you told someone else to do it and it didn't work for them. How did you begin to get kind of scientific about an approach as opposed to just, okay, do this three times?
1: Yeah. So first of all, just to comment on what you're saying, anybody who says they have the cure all for back pain is lying <laughs> uh, because... Uh, back pain is so complicated that um, anybody who says, "Oh yeah, just do 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 these three steps, and that's all you need, and that's going to work for everybody," it's just not true. Uh, the best you can do is uh, look at the research, look at people who've tried stuff, look 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 at people who've um, who have training, and then. Uh, Try some things for yourself, and then you still have to figure out what works for you. What works for one person may not work for another person. Um, But essentially, there are some things that work for more people than not. And again, uh, now I do want to stress that it also depends on the type of pain that one has. And this is where one of the biggest issues is, is figuring out what type of pain you have uh in the beginning which requires proper diagnosis um you're going to have postural pain you could have muscle tension pain you could hur- you can have discogenic pain which is coming from a disc you can have, you can have nerve pain so these are all different kinds of pain and i i think that uh some people um don't know exactly what they have or what's causing their pain so they may not be doing the right things um in terms of what we talk about the most would be muscle pain and some discogenic pain. Well, we do talk about nerve pain as well. But um, essentially, what I came uh, to is that you need to take a holistic approach to treating back pain. That it's not just do these exercises. It's not just uh, do ergonomics. It's not just posture It's not so. So basically, it's not just one or or the other. There's you need to take a holistic approach, and even uh, research has shown that psychological health is extremely important as well. So if you're under a lot of stress, uh, you can also get back pain. So that's why somebody can have the perfect treatment plan and still uh, have pain or or pain that doesn't improve because let's say they're not getting enough sleep or let's say they have a lot of stress. So really, at the end of the day, we too, our system is more holistic. So like, we do have two online courses that we sell. And there, it's really a combination of all those things together that we teach people how to do to have the best chance for them to recover or, or have more good days than bad days.
0: Mm. So when you started um, thinking about, hey, maybe there's a market for what I know, maybe I can share it with people, and you started doing... Like market research what did you what did you discover and what surprised you?
1: Well, yeah, so for me, what I saw was that um, uh, first of all, a lot of people weren't talking about the psychological component of back pain at all, so it was only exercises um, that's that's the first thing that I saw uh, I also saw that a lot of people were um, talking to regular people in this very medical terminology in in words and concepts that the average public simply cannot understand um, that's actually one of the biggest reasons i decided to start back intelligence because uh, i wanted to simplify things so we look at research uh, like in our articles on our blog on our, on our website uh, they're very detailed articles and we have Uh, Citations of research there, but we don't. But we try to make the article very easy to understand for the average person, so that. Then I think what I saw on YouTube and stuff like that was that a lot of people were just. uh, It was hard to understand what they're saying because they're. they're, It's like they're talking to other doctors instead Mm -hmm. of regular people, and I think that's something that I wanted to change. Mm
0: -hmm. And what what about when you started um, like? Reaching out to potential, you know, prospective buyers. Um, like what do people understand? Like, like you know, like I've done online marketing for a long time. And there are things that I would love to sell to people that they need, but they don't want. Right. Or they don't think they need it or they think they need something else. Right. Or they want a magic yeah. cure. Right. As opposed to. Like there's something very depressing about you know going to your site and seeing oh I have to do this like I have to like take care of myself I can't just like do a one thing or buy the magic tool or a new pillow and it's going to fix everything. Did what? What did you discover when you started asking like the you know the potential buying public? What do they want and what 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 do they think the problem is?
1: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, you're right about that. Some people just want the pill, you know, the quick fix. Uh, there's So right away, that's not the demographic I was looking at. Um, I was really going after the people who have tried, you know, those quick methods, like even just going to a chiropractor um, and or surgeries and stuff like that. And they see that at the end of the day, that's not the long term solution and that, you um, Uh, And that you need to to do a lot more on your own, basically. You need to become your own, in a way, back pain coach. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, what I discovered is just by putting YouTube videos, we kind of saw what people were resonating with the most and where people's interest was, I guess. Um, One of the first videos that we put out with Dr. David Oliver, who is... Uh, a chiropractor that we we make videos together with him. Uh, One of the first videos was uh, a forward head posture video, which now I believe is almost at 5 million views, if not already at 5 million views, which I haven't checked in a while. Uh, So that's one of our Mm. most viral videos. Maybe it is the most popular
0: one. 4.8 as of this morning, because that's uh, (laughs) in preparation, I sorted by popularity and I watched that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, and mm. that one blew up during uh, COVID times, especially, <laughs> mm. and we had a lot of we had a lot of comments that uh, were saying that uh, uh, yeah, during COVID, I finally decided to fix my posture. Uh, so we, you know, it's kind of like uh, in the beginning. Once once I also made the link between you know how important posture is to back pain as well. As we started putting out the videos, we kind of saw people responding and. And then we had a lot of people that it's not that they necessarily have back pain, but they just don't like how their posture looks, right? So mm. that's another big reason why people want to fix their posture is appearance-wise. They, they want to look better, you know. Obviously, people who are who have better posture they look upon more um, uh, youthful and uh, more attractive. So yeah. So and and then other people uh, have mobility issues. Uh, and, and, and those types of stuff that we saw as well. So as we we're reading the comments and we we're putting out videos. But but really, um, yeah, just um, putting out videos and seeing the feedback and, and the articles as well. Seeing how people are responding to the articles that we were putting out. That, that was our feedback loop in terms of what people are resonating with and what uh-huh. to sell eventually.
0: Yeah. I wonder if the the part of the pandemic that led people to think about posture was that they're now seeing themselves on the screen. Right? Like I was mentioning like <laughs> I was just a, I was just leading a retreat and people were taking little photos and I was shocked at how forward my head was in a lot of these. And it's well, you know, most of the time yeah. I can go through weeks without sort of seeing myself except now being on Zoom all the time. You know, I, it's kind of rubbed in my and I can see twelve people and I notice whose posture feels open and welcoming, who who's projecting confidence and leadership. Like it's it's a very psychological thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um yeah, there 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 were studies that show that uh how your posture also determines uh, your mood and your confidence level. Um, I mean, you can, you can just think about it like, you know, here I'm on video. If I'm, if I'm hunching like this, uh, you know, uh, you know, I might not feel as, as confident as when mm. I'm here. So um, it's, it, it's definitely part of it is body language. And uh, it does signal to people whether you want it or not. It, it signals something to people. Uh, and I think you're right. I think a lot of people uh, just have never seen themselves from the side uh, or uh, are not paying attention to their alignment. And, um, yeah, so maybe, yeah, so that's interesting that <laughs> during Zoom call. But but uh, you saw yourself from the side view?
0: Yes, yes. I was, you know, cooking something okay. and someone took the picture. And you're right. It's very different. In the front, it's not so noticeable. From the back, it's not so yeah. noticeable because the, the delta is – sort of sagittal side to side or you know front front back yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, so that's interesting yeah so somebody caught you from the side and then yeah that's when you can really see it from the side view yeah for sure yeah the shoulders forward or the head forward yeah
0: right now when i was a kid you know we didn't have smartphones um but i was still like i was always being told not to slouch and so when someone told me with enough you know enthusiasm i would like sit up ramrod straight like i would imagine you know i was in the military and someone was you know walking on parade and going to you know assess me and i would you know i'd do that for about maybe 5 or 6 seconds and then forget and it would hurt so i would kind of then start slouching again, do you find that that's that's a common thing? Like people think, oh, my posture is bad, so I just have to will it to be better?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, what happens a lot is that people, um, people sometimes actually overcorrect their posture when they become aware of it. And they almost... They think they're doing; they're holding themselves upright, but but they're actually overdoing it and stressing their muscles more, and um, and then they get more pain from trying to correct their postures. Uh, so that's a common thing, because at the end of the day, it's not that we're looking for perfection. And there is a kyphotic curve to the spine in in the upper back, in the thoracic spine. There is a kyphotic curve. So so it's just that. How kyphotic do you want it to be, right? So kyphotic meaning like hunched, like so. It's like if this is very hunched, this is less hunched, right? So I mean, it's just the you know from the side view. It's this is this is a normal like if you're watching me on video right now, I'm showing my side view of my back of my shoulders. This is pretty normal kyphotic, but there's a difference between that and this. And then I think that and I'm just leaning forward. But if a lot of people, what they do is they overcorrect and start doing this, which is they they're almost. Um, extending back and, mm-hmm. and so when they're extending back Now they're putting pressure on their low back And they're trying to hold themselves up In this unnatural position um, and, and you can improve uh, Your thoracic curve and, and your rounded shoulders With exercise, with awareness With everyday uh, With ergonomics um, And you train your nervous system Eventually, and we can talk about we we'll get more into that To where you don't have to like Will yourself Completely to do that. That's the whole idea: is that you want it to happen uh, more naturally. In the beginning, it does take a little bit more awareness, but the key is you don't want to overdo it to the point that you are actually stressing your muscles, uh, because then you are just causing yourself more pain. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, a long time ago, I studied things like uh, Alexander Technique and Feldenkrais, and you know, they're they're big on pointing out, like, watch a toddler or even a baby like in order to to walk and stand and hold ourselves erect as human beings we have to be perfect at that stage and it's sort of like a n- natural you know like like almost like juggling like uh, the you know the Dave, the the uh, Dr Oliver video he's got he talks about the head like a bowling ball like weighing 10 to 14 pounds and yeah like there you know the, at some point it, we can't be using like calculators and slide rules to figure out our posture, it's got to come from some sort of innate proprioception. Um, And I'm guessing that one of the things that you teach people is how to discover and obliterate the patterns that keep us from naturally having the posture we're supposed to have.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's a habit. I would say posture is also a habit, just like everything else. Um, How you move, is a habit um so you your your posture alignment your static alignment your dynamic movement these are all habits that you've adopted over time and so the key is just to start building the right habits and through certain stretches and exercises it just it just allows you to do it easier because let's say uh let's say your pec minor muscle here is so tight it won't allow you to even get back to to uh To a straighter position so so that's where you know those types of exercises will help so that uh yeah so that it basically so that your nervous system does it for you versus you consciously always have to think about that that's that's yeah that's not the direction you want to go maybe in the beginning you will have to be more aware of it so in the beginning stages you're definitely going to have to be more aware of it but essentially over time you know you want um You know your automatic uh, nervous system to just kick in, and so you don't have to Mm. think about it so much. Mm.
0: What what does that feel like? Do I like do? Do most of us have an experience of our autonomic nervous system, like doing useful things for us?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, it's it's like your uh, I don't know if we're gonna go into something else here. It's like your subconscious mind. Like you you want you want to use your conscious mind. To then not use it, so that your subconscious does the right thing. Hmm. It's like uh, muscle memory, right? Okay. It's like muscle memory. You want to you you learn something a lot, and then it's hopefully through repetition, it's ingrained in your system, right? That's that's what I mean. Uh, and I then uh, and then so then when you're bending down or lifting something, you already have the the pattern of movement is ingrained in your body. You can't do it wrong. When I go, when I load the dishes now, it's hard for me to do it wrong. Like, I know how to do it properly to not hurt my back. But that takes, that takes practice. You know, it's, 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 we don't have it necessarily naturally. We, we I mean, some people might uh, know how to hip hinge, but through the hips, for example. But um, a lot of people don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's,
0: uh... it's, weird. it's, it's where it's, it's. It feels a little hopeless to me when you when you say it that way. And I hope you'll you'll correct me, because if I'm if it's a habit and I spend 10 minutes a day practicing doing it right, I know I'm spending the other 23 hours and 50 minutes or 15 hours and 50 minutes of waking doing it wrong. So I'm curious, like how the brain works, how can small amounts like I'm not I'm not even doing it 50 percent of the day right. like how those those exercises in, in small uh, doses of, of correct can override not just the past, but my continued bad posture.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, one thing that we recommend is, for example, mini breaks during your work day. Mm. So most of us sit for way too long. Um, I mean... So what you're saying there is if you do something for ten minutes, I'm not saying ten minutes. I'm saying once you become aware of it and you want to fix it, you can in the beginning you'll have to do a lot more
0: mm. than
1: ten minutes, in my opinion, in terms of your awareness. So just sitting correctly, it makes a huge difference, right? So if your um if your screen, if your computer screen is low, so that you always have to do this to uh-huh. look at it. That you're doing that for eight hours, right? Right. Or somebody else in in their cubicle. So just lifting this. So one of the things we teach is lifting up the screen to so that the top third is in uh, with your is with your eye level, so huh. that you don't have to look down. That takes it out, out. That that's a huge thing that you anytime you sit, you do that.
0: Um right, I'm going to I'm going to do this. Co- I'm going to do this right now and if, for people who are watching on video you're going to see me like yeah. So this this is this is now the correct position but now I look like short because of the camera <laughs> is above the monitor.
1: Ah okay. Yeah yeah.
0: All right. All right but I'll I'll stay here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so so now you you basically going to build a habit where like so mine is also up, I have and and by the way, for those listening at home, you can just get two books or, or some maybe a few books, three four books, and then place your laptop on it uh, mm-hmm. to to raise it up. You can also get a stand from Amazon. I'm actually use, right now I'm using a combination of I have books and then I put it on, a stand on it as well, and that gets me to a good height uh, mm-hmm. to work at. So that's a trick that really you, you can use all day. And then uh, lumber cushion support. Uh, for your back so that you maintain uh, an, a, a low back arch, which is very important because you know uh, that's how our spines are designed. So a lot of people are just slouching all day, but you can just, just so just by changing the way you sit, it can make a huge difference. And then the other biggest thing we talk about is taking breaks from sitting. So get up, move around. If you already know cer- certain postural exercises, that's the time when you can get up, do some postural exercise, and we recommend every forty minutes or so to get up and move around. Uh, some people use a standing de- desk; uh, you you could also do that. Um, but that that right there is eight hours, and then and then you drive home. Uh, you know, you can get a lumbar cushion support. You you can notice your position. Um, with your elbows, like if your wheel is too far away and you have to reach, then you start slouching. You can start doing... These sound obvious, but a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> uh, and and then eventually you're going to be on your couch and you become aware, oh, I'm slouching right now when I'm watching TV. What can I do that's different? So like putting a pillow behind your back already makes it better mm-hmm. or under your head. When you're reading something... How do you do? You have to again bring your head down every time. So, so just training yourself to do simple movement like this is just one of the things. Now, you the exercises and stuff will make it easier to get into all these positions and, and maintain them. Um, but that right there, um, it becomes like a lifestyle thing where you kind of become aware of it, and then you can you can make changes.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, I feel I feel like I need to go grab the cushion now. I, I kind of felt like lumbar support was like cheating. Yeah. right? Like my back should be able no. to do it by itself.
1: No, uh, I don't think it's cheating. Oh, good. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, uh, it's good when you have this kind of like... Um, so a lot of people when they sit, they kind of curve in their spine, uh, right? They get into like a C position. Maybe I can show it here on the video. Okay, Let's sure. See if, I, if, I, if you can see me here. So what happens here is that, so I'm just showing it uh, Yeah. here. So a lot of people just sit like this all day. So I'm just punching. So there's no support in the low back at all. So just like you call it the C curve. But, but your spine is more like an S curve. So by having this cushion here... It, right away, it gets me in a good position, and then I can work from here. So this is just a little uh, reminder to not slouch in in the chair. That uh, again makes a huge difference. It's not. I wouldn't say it's cheating. Um, I think it's 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 a, it's very useful to do it.
0: Okay. So I love I love, you know, just as someone who's um, you know, interested in helping people develop new habits, I love when you can outsource it to the environment. Right? So the you don't have to constantly yeah. be thinking about it and you have tools that kind of support the new default that you want. So you talked about like a laptop stand or uh books. Um I guess for a laptop a lot of people will need uh, an external keyboard. Right? Because if your laptop up yes. here and you don't want to be typing yeah. like that. Um, so some sort of lumbar Exa- cushion. Exactly. How do you how do you find the right lumbar cushion? Do you just like buy one on Amazon, or do you try it out, or just can you take a rolled up towel?
1: Yeah, you can. Honestly, yeah, you can do a rolled up towel. So in my in my car, I just use like a like a T shirt, uh, mm. one T shirt, and I just put it behind my back when I'm driving. So. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You're literally just poking yourself in the low back a little bit so that you have a little arch. That's all. Um, you, yeah, you, I mean, you're still aware of your upper back and stuff like that and your head position. So, you know, you're already thinking about enough things. But the low back, you're just giving it a little bit of uh, support. Uh, yeah, finding you, you could try things out on Amazon there's so many different types of cushions. Uh, I think this is what the McKenzie one that I have. And then there's other ones that are more that come out, like they're bigger ones uh, that kind of take up more space. Uh, yeah, it's, you have to find what's comfortable for you. And, um, and you can also use, yeah, like a towel or t T-shirt. is oh, perfectly right. fine too.
0: Yeah. You have opinions about treadmill desks?
1: Treadmill desks, those are desks with a treadmill, yeah,
0: so people will will like walk uh, you know it's like yeah. a standing desk, but you have a treadmill, you walk like a mile mile and a half an hour all the time
1: yeah, uh I've never tried one, but I like the idea of it I think movement is is crucial, so yeah, I think it's a I think it's great yeah i think any any movement that you can introduce yourself uh every day is great, so yeah i I think those are great, yeah, yeah. All
0: right. Can we can we talk about um, beds and sleeping because that's the other the other time where we can just sort of set something up and passively benefit or be harmed by it? Uh, how, yeah. do, how do I how do I know if I've got a shitty bed or if I'm if I'm not doing my posture or my back any favors in, in bed?
1: Yeah, so in terms of the the mattress it's very individual. So I can't really say like a general thing, but like the main thing is that when you're lying on in bed is that you're not collapsing into it because that's going to affect your posture. Um, so we usually recommend like medium firm type of mattress if we had to recommend something, but that's still very individual. Um, but the way you sleep and your pillow can also make a difference. So, uh, Basically, there's may, there's two po- sleeping positions that you should be sleeping in. It's on your back or on the side. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Uh, so you don't want to sleep on your stomach. And if you have to sleep on your stomach, I wouldn't do it for a long time because then your neck is all crooked, uh, and that's how a lot of people can wreck their necks. So the the side sleeping position and the and, and on the back is one of the best ones. But if but then you have to make sure that. So when you're sleeping on the back, you want the pillow to support you in a way that your head is not so much forward uh, during that. And on the side, you need enough support so that your head is not uh, like uh, collapsing. And, um, and this is where it gets difficult with pillows. So you have to find a good pillow that has enough support on the side, especially so that it supports this space here. So your head's not collapsing. Because that, that will cause uh, some neck pain. And then the other thing is... is uh, uh, Some people sleep in a fetal position. Where they're bringing their knees up way too high. They're bending them almost to their chest. Which again, if you think about that. What does it do for your back? It's Your, your spine is not in a neutral position. So opening up that angle would help so that the you could still have your knees bent if you want just you don't have to be in like a fetal position all crunched up Mm -hmm. just open up the angle of the hips a little bit and that will um that's a much better way to sleep so trying those things
0: out Uh what do do you do when you discover you know your partner or something someone tells you you're sleeping in a bad position and you're like but i'm i'm asleep it's not my fault like, I don't, you know, like I, you know, I didn't, I didn't mean to snore. I didn't mean to kick you, but you know, it's like I have, I'm totally, yeah. um, you know, unaccountable when I'm asleep. How do you help people? How do you help people be be conscious while they're unconscious?
1: It's, it's a habit. It's still a, it's still a habit. I used to at one point sleep a lot on my stomach. Like I found it really, um, like I like to t- Toss and turn a lot in bed, and I just like to change position. But then when when I you know got more education about it, now I'm only sleeping on my back or side. And uh, again, it's it's just like a habit where you're just like more aware of your position. Obviously, if you uh, in the beginning, again, it takes time, and uh, yeah, so just again, it's it's about repetition and. At the end of the day, it's kind of like uh, unless the person wants to change it, if they if they don't want to change it, they will not be able to change it. So, like you said, if your spouse or your partner, someone's like if they don't want to change it, they probably won't. Um, but if they do want to change it, then you could tell them, "Hey, by the way, I saw you sleeping on on your stomach," for, uh, mm-hmm. and you can kind of help each other out. Um, you can tap them on the shoulder. That's cute for them to to roll. Into a different position, uh-huh. um, I don't know, but I think that uh, yeah. For me, I I can still be. I can go into sleep, and I right now it's a habit. I go, I, I switch between side and back. I roll around, but I don't really go on the on the stomach, just because mm-hmm. I guess I train myself that way.
0: Gotcha. So it almost seems like like I'm thinking for myself. I might need two different pillows, for back like. But yeah. there's a fair amount here between the shoulder, um, you know, maybe two pillows on the side or one. Because I do feel like when I have you one could. of the very fluffy pillows, that I wake up with forward head.
1: Yeah, so you could do two pillows. There are some pillows I found one on Amazon that's I think it's Contour, where it's higher on the sides mm. and lower in the middle. So if you can get one of those types of pillows. So you just switch to the side one, to the edge of the pillow, and that's for the side one that's bigger. And then it's smaller on, on the back. Uh, some people sleep without a pillow at all when they're sleeping on the back. Um, I don't know. It's, it depends on your comfort level. But you could find a pillow that's kind of good enough for both. Um, you just have to see. Yeah, it depends on your body and shoulder mm-hmm. length here. Um you'll have to shop around and, and figure out like if you can get one that's like okay it, it maybe it's not it's not going to judge your head forward too much and it and it gives you a good side support that's probably the best one um or two different pillows or a contour pillow yeah gotcha
0: all right so now we're talking about like actually figuring out what's what's going on and fixing it you mentioned that it's important for us to diagnose or to be diagnosed before we just run in Russian and try to do things. You mentioned there's four types of pain, um, related to back and some are more common than others. How do we figure out what's going on for each of us?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, diagnosis is something that you should take seriously in the very beginning. Um, it depends on your symptoms. It depends on um, how long the pain is going on. And the best thing that I can recommend for people is to go to a good chiropractor or physical therapist if they're not sure what type of pain they're having. Okay. Um, so you have, you know, acute pain pain if you just strained your back if you pulled your back like lifting something heavy especially incorrectly uh, that's going to feel like a sharp pain and it's usually going to be muscle pain muscle tissue and fascia that you torn the fibers of the muscle Um, some nerve pain like sciatica you're going to feel like tingling uh, and numbness in your legs going down your legs because the sciatic Nerve runs uh, through the legs. Um, And that could be caused by herniated disc or bulged disc. The the problem with bulged and herniated discs, for example, that's another thing that people get diagnosed with, but sometimes it causes pain and sometimes it doesn't. That's where it gets very complicated. Um, So that's why if you can find someone who can diagnose you properly, that's the best. But you want to really watch your symptoms um, and then have somebody evaluate you to know what's up. And then you have to try, sometimes you have to try different exercises and and tests to see if if you do a certain position, does it provoke pain or take away the pain? That's another way of determining what's going on with, with some of those more complicated situations. Uh, but still, most people's pain, I would say is still going to be uh, coming from musculoskeletal, so like uh, muscle pain and, and stuff like that, uh, anatomic pain that they can treat on their own. For things like disc pain and nerve pain, that's where you really want to go to someone else. If if the pain doesn't go away, it could be an indication. That's another indication. If the pain con- continues uh, for a long time, the, the, it could be coming from a disc or uh, it, it could be a trapped nerve in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, so, like, I've had sort of lower back ache
1: for years and years
0: and years, decades and decades. And I'm, and I'm wondering, I also notice, like, when I put on my socks, I do it very differently left to right. Like, my left foot can come up, you know, medially. But my right foot, I have to go out to this laterally and kind of put it on backwards. And I'm, I'm curious about, like, is that... Is that an imbalance that is caused by the back pain or is causing the back pain or everything's all connected and it doesn't matter where I start? Like, how do I think about like, beginning to treat something like that?
1: So you're saying that, so you, why, why did you decide to put on your shoes in that way?
0: Because that's the only way I could do it.
1: Yeah.
0: I, can't, my, I can't get my right leg up high enough in the middle. It feels like my hip is locked. My right hip is locked. So when I, tr- so I, if I try to bring if I bring my foot up like this, it stops, like you know, around the 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 calf. So it's like I can you know three four inches, whereas the other foot can come up to the waist.
1: Okay, so you have more flexibility on one leg or, or in the hip than the other, right, probably. Right.
0: And I'm wondering, what's the relationship now, between th- that and yeah. back pain?
1: Yeah. And, and so do you get back pain from putting on your shoes? Or did you in the past?
0: No, because I, I mean, I don't spend much time doing it. I just notice that, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to bend. So one of the things that reliably gives me back pain is whenever I go to a yoga class and I let my ego get in the way and I try to do forward bends, like, you know, yogis, people who do yoga yeah. love forward bends. And I ke- and I go to the class and they all look so beautiful and they're, you know, gods and goddesses. And I'm like, well, I want to be like that too. And I'll do the forward bends and the forward folds. And then I'm a mess for like three days.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's the ex- that's one of the exercises that we don't recommend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we have a video about that. <laughs> we, we have a, several videos where we just talked about do not forward bend uh, because it puts way too much pressure on your spine's discs, um, and that's what can cause uh, bulge disc or herniated discs. So that's why we we don't recommend that at all. Uh, yeah, in yoga they do it a lot, and and, and they tell you to really uh, curve your spine and all that. That's that's actually not good for you. Um, Going back to your shoe thing, I mean that could it could be that you, when you were doing it on one side or the other, I mean I don't know. This is just a, one idea. Um, it could be that over time you maybe you adjusted because you felt more pain when you were trying to bring one leg um, uh, in a way that wasn't working for you, mm-hmm. and that took away the pain. For example, um, so that's another thing that we teach is when you figure out your pain trigger you you want to avoid it um so for or in your case also you chosen you you might not have enough hip flexibility on one leg so let's say you're you have tight hip flexors which is actually also another indicator of low back pain by the way mm-hmm. so if you have a tight hip flexor and you're not able to bring your uh, knee up in that way uh then you adjusted to a different position, which I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, to say that that's the cause of your pain, not necessarily, could be, mm-hmm. but it could be more things going on. But uh, tight hip flexors is an indication of uh, uh, of of that it could cause low back pain.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess that's why you're you know you... Yeah, be- yeah go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. You have all these different videos with different exercises. I was watching, you know, with with the the Y and the W and the T and the L. Um, I guess, you know, what you're telling people is to take charge and be your own scientist, right? Like we don't know what's going to fix you. It's not one size fits all. So try things and see what happens.
1: Well, yes, that's true. Uh, We have specific Exercises and, and stretches and techniques that we would do for someone who is so the two main things that we focus on is the upper back posture upper back which would include the neck as well as the lower back and which would include the hips. Um, now they do correlate together as well, but for example, the what you just said the Ys and Ws so bring the arms up W L T like all that stuff uh, that would be more for the upper back. And, and shoulder mobility that's loosening you up, and then for the low back we would focus on uh, stretching the um, like tight hip flexors and strengthening the core area so that you're in a better alignment to so your your uh, you you have better posture that way which would affect your lower uh, back. So yeah, we basically are giving people tools that they can do on their own from home they can try on their own from home and see how it feels you know you have tight shoulders try this exercise you have stiff neck try this mini routine for your neck uh yeah and and so these are bite-sized information but uh, like i said before you got to do all those types of exercise and then take a holistic approach with everything else for it to really uh to make some progress
0: Right. And, and so you mentioned like strengthening exercises. And I think, you know, for most of my life, when I thought about fixing my pain or my posture, it was all about stretching and it was very little about strengthening. And as I grow older and wiser, I'm realizing that, you know, s- certain exercises that I'm doing, like kettlebell swings or holding the top of a push-up, are actually more useful than stretching. Do you have a, a theory or a, or a, an approach to that
1: yeah so you really need both okay so uh, so basically we have certain muscles that are weak and, and on majority of people those muscles would be uh, weak um, for example, there's this muscles here in the neck that we call deep cervical flexor muscles that for majority of people these muscles in the neck are weak and which contributes to forward head posture Mm -hmm. so that's why you see a lot of people talk about chin tucks that's one of the side. this is a strengthening exercise where you're uh, we have it on our. We have a detailed video on our YouTube channel if people want to see it. But you're just tucking in your chin, and you you uh, you have to get like a packing in the front, so you're really working this area. Uh, that's just one um, weaker muscle. Like the core tends to be weak, and that can which correlates to low back pain as well. Um, and then there are other muscles that uh, or muscle groups that. Are chronically tight on a lot of people like hip flexors because we sit for, for example for so long so those require stretching so a lot of people will have tight hip flexors so we would recommend stretching uh, your shoulders and thoracic mobility is also a contributor to a lot of uh, upper back dysfunction and neck dysfunction so so basically uh, working on like even just doing this without uh without compromising your low back but doing certain we have a lot of mobility stuff like we do it over the foam roller Mm -hmm. where you're lying down and you're basically training to basically get out of that hyper kyphotic curve that a lot of people are they constantly like this Uh all day so um that's something that needs mobility so you have certain muscles that need strengthening and certain muscles that need stretching and so um when, I, was, when I, I got certification from the NA, NASM, uh, National Academy of Sports Medicine, and so there we, we had, well, that's where I learned a lot of the which muscles are mostly overactive, which muscles are, uh, are underactive. This is, not for, uh, this is not universal. It's not for everyone, but you can also see for yourself. Like, for example, what you just told me with your shoes, that right away tells me perhaps you have tight hip flexors there mm-hmm. um, or one more than the other. So, uh, you can also identify in yourself, but, but you, but yeah, I would say strengthening is extremely important uh, and people, um, people shouldn't just stretch. Stretching feels good and it's good for mobility. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're really thinking about it, you need stability. So, so your spine, so the core muscles, they provide stability for your spine. So you want to work on that, um, there's, there's muscles in the upper back, like low trapezius and serratus anterior muscles, which are very small postural muscles that are also underactive, or even the rotator cuff muscles. Uh, they can be, um, so you can have, you can even have a lot of strength, like chest, strong chest muscle, and all that, but you might have weaker rotator cuff muscles that can contribute to postural issues. And sh- or shoulder dysfunctions. So then, um, yeah, so you want to, so I would definitely, I agree with you, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you could do to strengthen your body that are very useful. Uh, and yeah, stretching is not the only answer.
0: Mm, right. You know, and the more I think, you know, the more I sort of see people, the older they get, you know, people who are really hunched over or have trouble walking, I'm really, you know, much more motivated now you know, I still think of myself as 20, but but I'm getting up there. And you look oh, like 20. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Until I put my shoes on. <laughs> then you'll see I'm an old man. Right. But like, you know, to take it to, I want to age gracefully and, you know, and maintain my independence and maintain my ability to do things and to move. And it, it feels like, you know, every day that I put off really paying attention to the full, Mobility of my body is going to come back and bite me. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because I'm getting more sort of urgently motivated to really focus on this.
1: Yeah. And, and we hear that a lot. Um, uh, people, as they get older, they, they really care more about their posture, their appearance, and, and mobility, especially as well. Uh, there, there are, I've, I've seen studies that say your thoracic kyphosis. Gets worse with age, uh, by a lot, and that's why. And and that's because of the habits and and um, and 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 and, yeah, and all the exercising and and stretching that that people are not doing, they get to a point of basically no return. Um, You know, as bleak as it sounds, you know, it's kind of like the way we say is that your your specifically your posture. It's the same thing as going to the gym and working on, on your muscle. If you, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. So if you want your muscles to even maintain the strength that they have, you have to go to the gym just to just for maintenance. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with your uh, with your thoracic kyphosis, uh, if you or or your your head position. If you're not going to uh, you know do those chin tucks and being aware of your position or and stretching some of the back like there's a muscle here in the back of the neck that gets tight on most people uh, which there's a specific stretch for it that can alleviate that uh, pain but if you don't it can push you more forward mm. so there's these different stretches and exercise and, and and strengthening exercise that you need to do as you get older I would say it becomes even more important but again a lot of it is habits that you've built if If you've been sitting like that for thirty years, it's gonna take a lot more. Like, you're gonna need to become more aware of it as you, you know, if you want to fix it. And and that's why we recommend doing like a postural um, sequence every day, uh, maybe upon waking up, and or in the evening as well. Um, And of course, some people might prefer to do it like as mini breaks throughout the day. I mean, both can go together. Uh, especially if you're sitting a lot. But yeah, we recommend doing like a posture practice daily uh-huh. for that reason. Gotcha. So
0: let's, uh, let's let folks know where they can find out more, watch the YouTube videos, read the articles, and also these two courses that take people much deeper uh, and sound, sound like they're more uh, interactive so that people can uh, get the most out of, out of the work you do.
1: Yeah, sure. So the best thing you can do is just, yeah, first of all, just go to YouTube and type in Back Intelligence. You can you can look at some of our videos. like uh, They're all free there. Lots of great information. Uh, or visit our website, backintelligence.com. We've got the articles in there. And then we do have the two premium courses uh, that we sell on our website. We, we open doors to them only a few times per year, one or two times per year. So if it's not open right now, you can just, uh, get on the waitlist, put in your email address, and then we announce them. And yeah, so what we do with this, so it's a, the complete posture fix is one course and the other one is the complete low back fix. So they're kind of targeting different areas. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically a holistic approach to, uh, helping you either fix your posture or get out of low back pain. And, uh, there's five modules included as well as follow-along videos there that you can use on a daily basis. That's one of the biggest uh, selling points, I would say. And then we do some uh, live Q&A sessions there as well so people can get their questions answered du- during the time that we run these courses as well as there's a private Facebook group for support for these courses. Uh, so that's why we do them live. Uh, yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, you you've uh, you've inspired me to pay more attention. So I'm the first thing I'm gonna do is get a cushion for my lumbar now that now that I have your permission. Um and I'll <laughs> Great yeah. I'll check out more, more of those videos and I and I I love this idea that I can take just short breaks during of awareness breaks and notice where I'm collapsing and slumping and I just I, I feel better immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, once you become aware and, and you really want to make a change, it's it's in anything in life, it's how bad do you want it, then you become aware of it and you start working on it and posture and back pain is is similar. Yeah, right.
0: Well, Leon Turetsky, thank you so much for all the wisdom you have shared. It's been a pleasure talking to you, getting to know you a little bit. And I hope folks will check out backintelligence.com and the YouTube channel of Back Intelligence. There's a lot... Of really powerful gems in there for people to improve their lives. So thank you so much.
1: Perfect. Thank you very much. I enjoyed this, this discussion. Thank you.
0: All right. You can find the show notes with links to Leon's YouTube channel and his website where you can find out more about the online courses that he offers at plantyourself.com/slash five one zero five hundred and ten. Woohoo. So, as I mentioned at the beginning, I am in New Orleans for an ultimate frisbee tournament over the weekend. Came down to have a few extra days before and after just to hang out with Josh. We just finished up a really, a couple of kick ass retreats. One was for health coaches, um, that was for over three and a half days to help people really get into their practice and go beyond knowledge and really into, you know, if you're doing coaching right, it's a little bit scary. You're you're being bold, you're trying things, you are challenging your clients. And that's what we worked on. And then there was the second half of the week from Thursday to Sunday, a sick to fit retreat, which was just phenomenal. We had nine participants, plus me and Josh, and we helped out at a farm sanctuary. We ate great food. We had uh, conversations full of laughter and tears. We supported each other. We formed a family. And I wanted to come down and talk to Josh about keeping it going. When are we going to do this again? Maybe three or four times a year because it's so rewarding. So if you're interested in that, you can check us out at sicktofit.com. Um, yeah, I don't have a website, web webpage up for it right now. But if you, you want to look at the last one we did, it'd be sicktofit.com slash NC, short for North Carolina. We'll probably do another one of those in the fall. And we're looking for a Louisiana one. And I am kind of jonesing to do one in Central America, either in like Costa Rica or uh, Mexico, somewhere that's beautiful with access to beaches and fresh produce and lots and lots of nature. So stay tuned if you're interested in that. So uh, in terms of movement news, the ultimate tournament is what I got going on. Josh and I did a uh, roughly a four mile run up from his apartment up past the Superdome through the French Quarter back around. And uh, the tournament is Saturday and Sunday. There are 18 of us on the team, seven play at a time. So that means uh, those who want can play pretty much every other point. So that will be pretty intense, especially if the weather gets as hot as it often gets here in NOLA. Uh, Garden news. um, I don't know. There's a garden. It's uh, several hundred miles away from me, and I'm not thinking about it right now. Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, Rickney Porter, Dominic Mauro, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Good, Amanda Hatterley, Mary Jane Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Melissa Cobb, Rachel Berenst, Tina Sharf, Tina Ahern, Jen Filkonoski, David Bizek, The Mysterious, Michelle X, Elspeth Feldman, Leia Stoller, Alan Christensen, Colleen Peck, Michelle Landry, Josina, Sarah Durkis, Kelly Cameron, Janet Selby, Claire Adams, Tom Franzak, Jeanette Benham, Gila Sert, David Donahue, Blair Cyber, Dorona Visov, Gio and Carolyn Argentati, Jody Friesner, Misha Rosen, Michael Warbeck, Aviva Lael, Alicia Lemus, Val Lineman, Nick Harper, Bandana Chali, Molly Levine, The Inscrutable, Harry R., Susan Laverty, The Panda Vegan, Craig Kovic, Adam Scharf, Karen Burry, Heather Morgan, Nigel Davies, Marion Blum, Teresa Coppola, Julian Watkins, Breed O'Connell, Sharon Hirschman, Linda Ayad, Holm Hedegaard, Isa Tuzin, Wakani, Hainline, Aaron Greer, Alicia Davis, Heather O'Connor, Carolyn Jensen, Sherry Olikoski of Plant Power for Health, Karen Smith, Scott Morani, Karen and Joe Crabtree, Kirby Burton, Teresa Carell, Kevin McCauley, Elizabeth Rothschild, Anne Jesse, Cheryl Dwyer, Jenny Hazleton, Peter W. Evans, Dennis Byrd, Darby Kelly, Laurie Fanny, Linnea Lundquist, Emily Iaconelli, Levy Wallach, Rosamund McAtee, Dan Bicorni, Stephen Steven Patti Patty DiMartino, Mike and Donna Karts, Deanne Bishop, Billbury Elf, Marjorie Lewis, Tricia Adams, Nancy Sheldon, Lindsay Bayshore, Gunmarit Hagen, Tracy Gulledge, Laura Heaton, Meg from Mama Says, Stacey Stokes, Ben Savage, Michael Kay, David Hughes, Connie Rogers, Claire England, Sally Robertson, Paranganchi.